0: Hey, hello again, this is Shane, and this is Heartlines. Now, I hope i find you well. Now, if you have been listening in since episode one, I do appreciate your listenership, but this is episode 19. So in episode 19, or what, I gonna, what I'm going to call the Fringe series, which is going to be episode one of my Fringe series. Now, the Fringe for me, it's the Edinburgh Fringe. It's the biggest comedy festival in the world, and it's a chance for many performers and artists to go and showcase their talent and shows they've been working on coming up to the months of July and August. And as what's happening in the world, this is not going to happen. So, as a mark of respect, or to bring those times back a little bit, I'm going to bring on some special guests from the world of comedy, music, spoken word. Now, this week's guest I had on for a chat, an award-winning English comic. His name is Mick Ferry. He talked about his first ever show his first ever full show at the edinburgh fringe where he was competing with a male stripper group called the chippendales how hearing a radio advert on his way to work on the bus started his comedy career his thoughts on comedy competitions and also a comedy reviewer at his show inspired the name of his show for his 2015 edinburgh fringe show to get more episodes from this fringe series just hit the follow button on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. And without further ado, here's the man himself, Mick Ferry. Enjoy. Now, as I said, we have Mick Ferry on the line. You're very welcome on to Heartlines. How are you doing, Mick? I'm
1: okay. I'm not too bad. Yourself?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. Do do you remember the last time you seen me? Uh... Was it 2015? It was 2015, yes. We were at the Fringe Festival, uh, something that's not going to happen. Well, for the most part this year, there's going to be some virtual activity, but mostly the Fringe is is not really a thing this year, unfortunately.
1: No. Yeah. Because of a small problem.
0: Yeah, a little problem, a little problem. Yeah. But the, the whole world has kind of uh, been affected by you know? Y- yeah. Now, I know you, Mick, and, and actually when I was actually uh, assigned to... Be player or promoter for you during the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the biggest comedy festival in the world. I knew, you and I was like, okay, I was looking forward to, to, to see uh, to seeing you in action and also working with you. I want I want you to tell tell the listeners about yourself, t- tell them who you are, where you're from, all that.
1: Uh, uh well, my name is Mick Ferry, obviously. Um, fifty one yeah. years of age. Yeah. Uh Been a started doing stand up open spots in ninety seven. I've been full time for probably about seventeen years. Yeah. Um. I live in Oldham, which is just outside of Manchester. Uh, I'm a Manchester United fan. First went to a game when I was four years of age. Didn't have any choice. My dad took me. Um, I've got three kids, all grown up. Yeah. Uh, and I've been with my partner for over 30 years. Yeah, I've, I've got a dog called Molly. you got a dog Uh called- yeah. What, kind of, what kind of
0: dog what breed is it
1: she's uh she's a proper heinz she's got fucking all sorts of dog in her but he's <laughs> predominantly like uh, staffy and, and oh okay else. but yeah god knows what else is in her, yeah the last I was seen
0: you mick you were doing a show called mick ferry is just a bloke remembering the tron 2015 now i yeah. want to the whole idea of this to, is to bring some some people on a comedian spoken word artist just to see what their perspective on the fringe was and What's their experience or memories of? So do you remember your very first Fringe experience? What was it like?
1: Uh, well, the first time I did a, a full run at the Fringe, I'd been up for a visit the year before, but uh, it was 2004, I did the Big Value show, Just the Tonic, Big Value. Uh, okay, yeah, I, yeah. Did, I, uh, I did the late show on that. There used to be two shows. I, I, I closed the late show. That was the first full month. And then, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was fun. Yeah. Just sticking around for a month, basically. Yeah. Um, we got we got we got free accommodation and a, and, a, and a few quid wages at the end of it, so it wasn't too bad. That's good. It was all right. Yeah, it yeah. was a good intro, and then uh, my full show uh, was 2009. Okay. Uh, I did a show called the Comedy Final, where I was playing all five finalists in the Comedy Finals, just so I could give myself an award. And it was okay. There was a lot I could have done with the show. Uh, if I ever did it again I'd redo it again but it was more famous that show because um, first two nights not a problem, small crowd 60 yeah. city room, the balcony, gilded okay. balloon yeah, yeah. Saturday night I'm 10 minutes in and then I hear this light unbelievable loud music from the room below and then this screaming which did not stop for the rest of my show, Uh I could hardly hear a word I said in my room uh, because unbeknown to me the Chippendales had started their run and they were playing every night of the month for uh, the entire month and they just, my show just became pointless. <laughs> was,
0: was, was it in one of those kind of like, uh, like kind of partitioned off rooms in the Gilded Balloon? Was it? it
1: was directly, so the balcony is one of them, see, they make rooms out of anything it, but the gilded Balloon, yeah. but it was uh, on, underneath in the big room, not the, okay. the ballroom or whatever, it's the huge room. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, the sound travelled right up the back and funneled directly from behind me onto the audience that were in front of me. So, yeah.
0: That's the way it goes, isn't it? But like, do you know what you could have done? You could have brought some of the Chippendales in and done and, and do a little kind of a duo with them, you know? Uh, no, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I fucking hated them. I didn't realise,
1: but they became my nemesis. nemesis, nemesis. <laughs> I fucking hated them for the run. Oh, oh did you? And it's not their fault. Yeah. It wasn't their fault, but uh, nah. it was... The attention they we were getting was like bizarre. Uh, but, you know, I'd never seen that. I mean, they were walking around with vests on and uh, the muscles pumped constantly, you know, yeah. letting everybody know that they were a Chippendale. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, so the year after, I did a show in Edinburgh called uh, Ferry The Missing Chippendale in, <laughs> and in brackets, body issues. And Very I good. talked about stripping. I also talked about, yeah. And I did that yeah. in just Sonic in the Caves. Yeah. And I had a cracking year, I had a really good year with it. Like, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Good show. It was fun.
0: So have you worked at Just a Tonic a lot? Because that's the guy I was always working for. I was promoting with yeah, you and a few other comics. Have you worked at Just a Tonic ever oh, Darryl,
1: Well, Daryl Martin, who, who's, who is Mr. Just a Tonic. Uh, okay. I got I got to know him in the early 90s, n- about a couple of years before. Yeah. Uh, maybe two, three years before I did the uh, the 2004 mm. um, uh, Big value show. Uh yeah. And he's, he's a good mate of mine. He's a bit of a legend on the circuit because he's a bit Oh, so. i, right, I could put him he hey he can be he can be appear a bit like six days ago at times in the way he organizes things oh, okay although yeah. he's not everything comes right at the end of the day but yeah 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 he, yeah. he can uh sometimes have a bit of a lesser uh, uh you know um uh, what might appear to some of the shoddy attitude to way he runs business but it's okay. he, not it's done well but it's just him it's his manner so yeah i've done a few few at just tonic i've done the caves yeah. I did the, uh, the drop-in, well, <laughs> his new venue in 2014, which was a drop-in centre for uh, heroin addicts during the rest of the year. And then oh, really, it got yeah? turned into a venue. You okay. uh, know the other one in, in, um, uh, on, uh, just off Cowgate, near the grass market. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was the only Edinburgh room that had a fridge, a, a sink, sorry, in its own room. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, to wash your hands, so... Yeah, that was 2014. But yeah, I've worked with Daryl Just a Tonic quite a few times, yeah.
0: Well, speaking of Just a Tonic, I mean, I noticed they, they're actually starting back today in actual live gigs, you know, like social distance mm. gigs. You know, that's interesting yeah. because, you know, comedy is, it works better when, when there's a lot of people in the room because uh, laughter is infectious, you know what I mean? It's been, many comics have said that have said that to me over the years. If you have more people in the room, there's more chance to laugh. So they're going to bounce around the room.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, so
0: it's going to be it's going to be different. But I guess that's what that's your job. You want to be performing. If it's ten people or, or five hundred people, you want to be in a room with an, animated people, don't
1: you? Well, you do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've had some horror shows during it. Every comedian's got horror stories about poor audiences in Edinburgh. and uh, Yeah. And i I I've got one uh, 2009, my first year, for sure. Yeah. It was uh, a Sunday night in the middle of the run, and the Chippendales had taken a night off, Okay, uh, which I didn't know about until I was doing it. Anyway, I only, my show was at 10 o'clock at night. I had yeah. 14 people in. Uh, five of them were local. Four of them, sorry. Yeah, four of them were local lads, Scottish lads who were pissed. Yeah, And they thought my hour was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. And it wasn't to do with me, sadly. It's because the other 10 people were a large family of South Koreans on holiday. And somehow they'd ended up at my fucking comedy show. <laughs> and uh, I, I was having to wait well a few of the things were explained by the more, shall we say, the ones more confident in English, but to the rest of the family. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, well, well what I mean, I mean, you said it was four. Was it four Glaswegian lads or, or what was it? No,
1: they were, they were l- lads from Edinburgh. But they oh, were, okay. They'd been on the, they'd, they'd been on the last all fucking day. Yeah. They steaming. Yeah. And they, they started giving a bit of shit at the start of the show, which was fine. But then when they realised, I recognised, you know, that this large family of South Koreans, which, yeah, they just strapped in and fucking watched me struggle. <laughs> 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 and thought it was funny. Do you know what I done a yeah. show? I done a show in Molly. You know I, Hang on a second. Go on, Molly. go on. Hey, Molly, come here, come here, come here, girl. Sorry about that. No, go on, Ed. Ten minutes to, so, to do that. No, no,
0: worries. There's a cat in the room here behind me, but like she's she right. not in the way. But
1: right.
0: but um, so I done a show on uh, do you know the new, Do you know Leith Walk? You know Leith? You know? Do you know the yeah. Playhouse just around there? The play, place yeah, called so the Newsroom. I, I remember I done a gig. I know, not done a gig. I done a show. It was called a Scotsman the Irishman. It was like my first ever show. I'd done a two-hander, and I've never really done a show since because the fringe can be tough, man. It was eleven yeah. eleven fifteen at night. And right Fuck, man. people come to the fringe to go to like the like the, the the big shows, you know, like the late in live and all this kind of thing. Not to see yeah. some, two two lads fucking figure out their figure out their stuff, you know. You know, when yeah. people don't have patience for that, they don't want to sit in a room for 30, 40 minutes just hoping yeah. it's
1: gonna be funny, you know what I mean? Well that's you've explained what ninety percent of Edinburgh is there. yeah that's, let's be honest. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just the, the show everybody's fighting for an audience. Everybody's true. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And and unless you something remarkable has happened in your show or you're a name yeah. already, yeah. you're you're fucking scrapping with everybody else to try and get a crowd in. Yeah. It's it's fucking awful. Eleven fifteen at night. Fuck. Yeah. I did in 2013. I went back to the Gilded Bloom and did a show there. And and, I, and, for the, and I'd always done late shows between mm. nine up to 11 o'clock at night. And I thought, you know what, I'll do a tea time show so I don't get the piss heads in at the weekend. Yeah. But I did a tea time show at six o'clock. I had more piss heads in <laughs> in that hour than any late show I've ever fucking done. Yeah. And it was usually uh, couples that had been out, done a bit of shopping, got on the beer. Yeah, and thought yeah well watch a show before we go home and yeah. uh, I used to have couples arguing and people disagreeing <laughs> with me oh fuck yeah now it was did like you, really a night where really an evening went by when I didn't have to address somebody who was uh, steaming
0: did you ever do late in live do you know over in the in the Pleasance
1: uh, I've done late in live uh, in the, yeah yeah watching of that? Uh, well, in the Pleasance, it in the Gilded
0: blue. Is it the, the Gilded blue? I don't know. It's over but yeah. where Edinburgh University is, essentially. yeah, yeah, yeah. University. The they, turn, no. they turn it into a venue, essentially, you know.
1: I've done it a few times. I mean, all the older comics always lament about it. it's not the same as what it originally used to be, because it used to be like a real bear pit, but it's still a bear pit. Yeah, well, it it's is. It's still uh, horrific. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's still. It's not for the faint hide. No. But. Um, it's not to be taken seriously you just have got to be prepared to give exactly. back as good as you can get or that's it yeah not not Wilson cry yeah, it, yeah. They're one of them cries that they sense weakness definitely going for the kill no yeah.
0: no totally yeah exactly you have to be you have to be strong you have to be bigger than the the, the pack you know you have to be like you know stronger than, than the guys <laughs> who are screaming and shouting and like drinking yeah. all. they're the guys drinking all day and you're there just to do what 10-15 minutes set and you just gotta yeah. got hit them hard yeah. you know what I
1: mean you've gotta to try to anyway
0: that's it, yeah. When I seen the name of that show, Mick Ferry, the comedy final, that's a cool name for a show because, you know, every comic, a lot of comics I worked with, they want it to be – they feel like getting to a final of a competition or, or winning a competition opens a lot of doors. Would you feel that is the case or is just hard work and graphs going to get you – will, will get you where you want to be?
1: It, it, it can. It can, it, it can open the doors quickly for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, quickly than you. Uh, yeah, answer to your question, yes. Winning a competition can get you there faster – Yes. But it's not, can not always do the best for you because you're underprepared at some time. So yeah. you win a final, you become a name already. People, want, right, oh, you just won the BBC newcomer. Well done. Yeah. As you go, it's 20 minutes, it's such a gig and you're not ready for it because you haven't got 20 minutes of material. That's exactly, happened quite yeah. a few times. Yeah, yeah. So I think a mixture of both, uh, yeah. winning one's good for you, but you've still got to do, you've still got to do the legwork. That's, the, exactly, the only yeah. place you learn how to do your job is on stage and you've got to, yeah, and the, and the, sort of the thing is with the competitions, the crowds are quite well-meaning and supportive. Anyway, they know what they're there for, so it's usually a good vibe and a good energy. You know, um, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's a really a really realistic representation of what a, a, a club audience is like.
0: Yeah, like a Saturday night club audience in Manchester, yeah, yeah. or 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 a, or yeah. a, a jonglers or, a, or or a, maybe not a stand stand comedy club. Is known for not having like a lone hecklers. It wants you to have that vibe of you. Go, no, it won't
1: allow it. won't allow hecklers. But you've also exactly. got to be you've got to impress them. I mean, like the, yeah. the Glasgow one. You, you you've got to be oh yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and if you if you're gonna do anything that's a bit different, you've got to make mm. sure that they, they find it funny. You know. So yeah. no, no. I mean, I know what you're saying about the stand. The stand's a fantastic club, and yeah. uh, and and the way. It respects uh, its acts as well, but the other clubs are like comedy stores are the same. Uh, Good yeah. clubs are the same. Mm. They don't allow they don't allow an audience to ruin a show normally. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that's
1: not the idea. But you've also got to remember uh it might not allow a hecklers, but you're there entertaining somebody who's just finished a forty-hour week, who's mm. probably one big night out in that month is going to a comedy club and
0: exactly so yeah.
1: fucking make make yeah. them laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you uh are you, go- are you gonna miss the fringe this year or have you got anything planned
1: uh i wasn't going up anyway uh, no i think i think me and the fringe are done really yeah i uh, so, yeah from a personal point of view yeah i'm 50 i'm 52 this year and uh it's it's not f- for all the comics not at no. all uh uh because it, you sort the mate, I'm not gonna go into details of it, but there is a lot of edges in the industry. So yeah. And Edinburgh's not for yeah. if I had a, a spell binding idea, mm-hmm. I would go up I would go up, but it'd be more to entertain myself and work yeah. on the show rather yeah. than uh, um do anything else. But yeah, uh, it's I won't say it's for young. I won't if you want to go and do Edinburgh, no matter what age you are, go and do it. You can have fun. Yeah. But I've I've done it seven times, so it's I've seen it all. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather spend the month elsewhere earning money than <laughs> just waking up in the morning and clicking on the site to see how many tickets you've sold. That's the, oh, that, yeah, yeah, the it, most god awful fucking thing. It's so bad for you. Well, uh, look, your soul in your ego
0: well look Mick you had a good promoter and me. Uh, me me and um, who was your man's the, 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 the young English lad from I think it was Leicester or Nottingham we, we had oh, your yeah. back
1: we had your oh, back oh you did I, I had good oh, numbers actually yeah, uh, we, the, the Tron was good it was a good year it was a good oh, year yeah if you, if you remember most problems we suffered most nights because they said they could officially get up to 70 but there was always 60 odd in there but yeah. it was always 15 people standing they refused to put extra fucking seats yeah, in the place yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it's a, nice, a it's a grand little comedy venue because it's acoustically it's perfect you know cuz they they use it for yeah. like spoken word nights and poetry nights it's so fantastic
1: it's it a perfect it's a, it's close to a a proper comedy room as you get in most of the venues in in edinburgh exactly uh, yeah totally yeah uh, apart from the stand which is a proper comedy venue that's a proper comedy venue but uh, yeah uh, yeah I, and the rest of them are usually like rake seating or yeah. and yeah so but, have you done it then have you done it so have you just done that two under and that's it that's all you've done
0: that's all i've done i look i i, I stepped out of comedy and then i went on a cruise ship and i worked as a comedy club host and i i, I comedy's never left me it's just i i just haven't uh ste- i, I want to get back into it but you know yourself make you make your comedian for that many years it's you, you have to have like a, a direction where you want to go you know what i mean
1: well, it, it depends what you want to do with it. I mean, uh, there's, two, there's a lot that start now and see it as just a stepping stone to getting on TV. Which yes, is for sure. I, I, I did it because I find that you can make a living uh, exactly, working yeah. most yeah. nights of the week. And uh, and I enjoyed it as well. I've had proper jobs. I don't want to do a proper job again. It's fucking awful. Work Works awful. I've done it and it's, and, I, and I'll tip my hat and I, I will I will go down and bend the knee to anybody who's got a proper job because yeah. it's fucking tough yeah, it's a tough no. existence it is so I'm is. glad there's not too many people like myself who are dreamers I'm glad there's I'm glad the majority yeah. of people in the world have got common sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, look, I, I think I think it's a lot of people are made for comedy. I mean, it's it's hard for some people to do a, a, a normal job. What job do you do when you were in the real, well, not real world, but as a normal job? What what was your what was your well, my we main job, job for a long time yeah.
1: was I was an I was an upholsterer. Uh, used to uh, make furniture, three piece suites, uh, also as well uh, refurbished pubs and bars, restaurants, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So the upholstery trade. Yeah, but it yeah. was. So particularly when I had the uh, one job where I was working away doing yeah. the, uh, refurbishments of pubs and clubs mm. because you you basically do like a 72 hour shift straight through because you're the last people on the job and you, they needed you to finish it to get it open, you know, so uh, yeah. for, for the opening day. So, yeah, so stupid hours, stupid, but and then, but stand up, I heard about stand up, I did the frog and bucket, it was my first ever game mm. on uh, Monday night, anybody could down on Monday night and do it. And I had yeah. a uh, i heard an advert on the radio when i was on a bus going to work and i just thought oh i'll give that a go
0: why not yeah
1: (laughs) that was it yeah
0: what was the lay of the land like when you started out comedy i know it like these days a lot of people doing comedy and you know i mean it it is a it's a hard it's a hard game to 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 stay in you know because you know you got to be consistent you got to be funny but like what was it like when you started out
1: well uh, you had to start tracking down the gigs and find out where they were I mean I mean, the internet was around but it wasn't like it was now you know and mm. you'd have a mobile phone but you could just about text with it and that was it so there was no going on Google and hunting down numbers so you had to yeah. track down promoters numbers you used to have to literally you didn't do anything by email then you had to phone mm. people and say yeah. can I have a gig can I have a spot mm. you know and, and hassle people and yeah. I I, I, w- I would say and, and I, I will back myself on this I mean Young comics now say it's tougher to get into it. I think that's because more people are trying it. I think that's the reason why it's tougher. Exactly, I would yeah. say I, I was the last of the generation that, I, that had it tough because there was more of a hustle. You, had to, you, you, you basically had to, um, you had to blag it. You had to hustle. You had to uh, yeah. phone and pester people. and mm. you, know, uh, you couldn't just fire off a shed load of emails and hope that one came back offering you a gig. Yeah, you have to constantly be at it, you know, yeah. as well as writing material as well at the same time. So, but uh, I'd say it's and it, pro- and it possibly is harder now, it's because there's so many doing it. Because, yeah, it's uh, too many uh, people. It, it, I'll go back to this. I sound like a windy you old know, fire. There's too <laughs> many starting now. There's too many starting now who think it's an easy, easy access to TV. Oh,
0: That's really? what they think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, fast track. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, because like. I mean, comedy and it, it's very basic is is it, it is it is work, but it's also if you have a funny bone, you know, investigate that, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Some guys, it, it, might, it,
1: might, it might not be the stand up, it might be comedy acting, it might be something. If you've got something in you, yeah, have a exactly. you, you'll never know until you do it. That's true. No, you'll, I agree. You'll never know until you do it. And uh, and you've got to keep writing as well, you've got to keep trying to be creative as well with it. So, yeah, um, like I've always said to any new act starting as well. The phrase that's thrown around a lot uh, about standard material is hack. Uh, mm. the, to me, there's no such thing as hack material. What there is is hack ways of doing material. Yeah. So uh, there's only so many subjects in the world. So if you want to talk about relationship issues, some people might consider that hack. It isn't. What, what else you going to say? It's something that the majority of the world understands, relationship issues. Yeah. The only thing that would be hack about it is the way you go about it. Yeah. And if you're lazy about it, then that's hack. Well, the subject itself isn't hack.
0: But you know, the hardest thing to do is, is to find your voice. Because when I, everyone knows you. And I think, Mick, you're like, you're, like in, you're not an everyman, but you're very much a comics comic. You're, you're very relatable, you know what I mean? And when I seen you, I remember the joke you told in the Tron. And, and you, you asked a lady in the front row and you pointed at your belly. And you yeah. said, guess what that is? And she said, a barrel of Guinness. And you go, no, a tumour. And yeah, I was just yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I couldn't believe it. I was like that was brilliant it was just it, it's just like you made something that like could be just like you know uh, it, it may it may get something, but it got a big reaction, you know what i mean and uh, but you just you you are you as you say your your show is I'm just a bloke you know and and yeah. you're relatable, you know what i mean and so some guys are more like some comedians I watched the guy uh, i i have been watching on virtual comic i've seen andrew maxwell on 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 yeah. like virtual comic yeah. thing. All he was doing was sitting in his room, in his shed, okay, and he was drinking cheap Aldi beer and he yeah. was just cracking jokes and he, everyone was laughing their head off because, you know, everyone knows, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows yeah. what yeah. to expect Andrew's, from Andrew. was
1: fantastic, yeah, yeah. Andrew. And then yeah. I
0: watched another guy, uh, what's his name, P- uh, K-, K, Key? Tim Key?
1: Tim Key, the t- poet?
0: T- yeah, he's a poet slash comedian. I just thought yeah. it was the most surreal thing. He was cooking fish and... Yeah. It was, it, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't think it was, com- I didn't know it was comedy or it was poetry or spoken word. It, it, he's, he's, a, he's an award winning comedian.
1: Yeah. He's an award winning comedian. Yeah. 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 And he, he's very good. And he's a fantastic yeah. poet as well. Yeah, he is. But yeah. He, but he's, he's got uh, a very
0: surreal kind of look on, on, on things, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's great as well. Yeah. But that's it. That's, uh, I, I didn't intend, uh, you say like every everyman style at all. I, when I started out, I was doing quite surreal material okay and uh because i i like it i like i like off the wall i like whimsy. yeah but there's only so many nights you can die on your ass yeah people staring at you going what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> so yeah. and and i didn't intend to develop the way i did but it just naturally sort of developed that way i yeah i when i for the first year and a half me starting if anybody in the crowd talked to me i'd shit myself i you know i could not mm. Handle the thought of uh, talking to anybody in a crowd, and then it turned out to be, and I would still say my biggest strength. I don't think you know. Uh, I, I mean, I can chat to any of it I can, I can make something out of anything that anybody mm. gives me in the crowd. Uh, so, and I think that's how it develops my style is. So, I'll, I'll always, if I'm MCing, use a crowd. You know, crowd. What have to use any material? If I'm doing material every now and again, I'll dip in and out of the crowd just to get something going or do something. Not with a tumour That's just. That's just. Uh, cheekiness making somebody feel a bit bad I think I think yeah. you remember going don't worry about it I'm only joking it's not yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah of but course yeah yeah but it's yeah, just being a bit naughty every now and again yeah with that. <laughs> yeah exactly no percent. because I don't live that year as well remember so a, a few times it had happened yeah um, we'd have usually a couple that come in and they say we're going to have to leave a bit early because we've got the last train or bus to catch and I'd say okay and then what I'd do is I'd stage it like I was throwing them out and they go along with it. And it used to create such a tension in the room. Yeah, it was I brilliant, remember that. Yeah, yeah. I told <laughs> yeah, yeah. them it. And they, went, and they went, they'd go, fuck it. now they'd everybody go, oh, thank God for that. That felt awful. These <laughs> <people> <laughs> and so one, so one night I did it with a reviewer in and yeah. half the judging panel as well. And this guy turned out to be a fucking method actor. So he went along with it all right. But <laughs> thought be, he should throw glasses around and threaten people on the way out. So it's made it more fucking sinister than what it was, <laughs> and it took a while for the room to recover after that as well. It was like fucking hell. It took that a bit far, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. We did it a few times. When it worked, it was perfect. It was brilliant. The tension that used to create in the room yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it was so funny. I,
0: I like I, I, you were talking about like hosting like Frog and Booker and all these kind of uh, you know comedy shows or whatever. What's your thoughts on Gong shows?
1: Well, I, I'm the gong master at the comedy store. One I yeah, do I there do quite you go. a few of them. Um, I like them. There's, there's, all right. Okay, there's a brutal element to them. Some people say it's, it's not fun, but it's a, it's like all talent competitions. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all it's in the confines of a club. But you look at what Britain's Got Talent do. They will get somebody along who's got absolutely no discernible talent whatsoever, and for a joke, they'll put them on TV so they can be ridiculed. Whereas a producer you think would take them to one side and say, fuck, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be be going on TV. You're shit, right? (laughs) You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be embarrassed on national TV. The thing is with a gong, nobody's forced anybody to go on and do it. They've all written, they've signed up for it. Also, the thing is a gong, if you're a competitor in the gong, you'll be doing it. If you take it seriously, you're fucked. Yeah, there's no rhyme and reason with the gong. They can go from no. hating everybody to then just loving one guy and mm-hmm. then hating everybody else and loving one person. Yeah, people have these theories on different styles, and uh, and I always use uh, one. Uh, I think it was about 2007. Cal Donnelly won it. Okay. Uh, the gong. I was yeah. I was I was the gong master. It was a London Comedy Store, Cal Don- Cal Donnelly, the most laid-back, talkative style ever, yeah. fucking smashed the shit out of it for five minutes. So you'll get people selling newer acts, telling other newer acts, oh, you need to be quick. You need to get your first joke. You need... There's no rhyme and reason to it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy the setting because it's in a professional club with proper lights, a packed house. Yeah. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Get on the Get the photographs taken you're on stage with that famous logo behind you. Yeah. And when you're ready to win it, you win it. There's no, there's no secret in that. It's when yeah. you're good enough, you actually you actually win it. That's, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people who didn't win it who've, got, who've gone on to have professional careers, who've, you know. So, yeah. Um there's no rhyme and reason. Don't take it seriously. Now I I want
0: to bring it back to the fringe now. And you you were a member of uh fun funds and games. Can you and it, it's actually it's an award-winning uh show from 2014. Tell me about funds yeah. and games or tell the listeners about funds funds and games. What is it? Funds and
1: called? games are fags for short with fags. a Z. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that was done, that was done on purpose, that it was <laughs> that was that was done on purpose uh okay. it's a show that Phil ellis came up with he'd been in 2013 he'd taken a great solo show up himself mm-hmm. and uh, and he's a good mate of mine and we'd meet our shows used to finish within 10 minutes of each other and it's in 2013 so we'd meet for a pint yeah and then uh he's halfway through the run he said i'm going to bring up a kid's show next year but it's going to be fucked up it's not going to be a proper kid show it's going to be just a shambles from beginning to end okay which is the kind of stuff he likes to do so while me with a couple of drinks in me he said, hey, do you know what? I'll go on as like this character, Uncle Mick, this fucking alcoholic uh, kids entertainer, or, or or not kids entertainer, storyteller or somebody, just a yeah, nuisance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he, I didn't take him that seriously anyway, in uh, November that year, 2013, yeah. he says, right, I'm putting the show together, you still want to be Uncle Mick? I went, yeah, all right, fuck it, why not? And then he got Will Duggan, who played the dog, uh, Bonzo the dog, and and um, Jim Mean, who played Jim the Elf, and, uh, yeah, he was it, – it, clearly Phil Ellis was playing an extension of a, a failed entertainer who was trying desperately to make money, so he, he'd hit on the format of a kid's, TV sh- uh, a kid's show because they do very well at festivals, yeah. and uh, it was very funny. So the problem was we had more adults coming watching it than we did kids. Yeah. But the sad thing is when there wasn't enough kids in the crowd, it didn't work as well. Because kids loved it because it was anarchic. It was just, it was, yeah, it was like tis was an acid, it's probably the best description (laughs) I I can give. So it it was, it was bizarre. Did you see it?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't see it. We did a second run
1: in 2015 as well. Yeah.
0: Do do you think it took on a cult status uh, after the first year or was there more people coming to? It it developed a
1: cult status during the first year because the first first, first, uh, day we were doing it. Yeah. only four people turned up two women and two 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 boys about six seven of age, years of age and the show didn't go ahead because one of the boys was terrified of the room because he said it was too dark for him okay uh, and this was just a tonic venue as well and, yeah uh, uh, we,
0: like the so caves we didn't, from, uh... the first,
1: we didn't do it the first night and uh, so next few shows handful of people in and then a couple of comics came and saw it within the first week and words yeah. started going round about you should get to see this show and and it, yeah it took on cult st- it took on cult status during the run Uh, was culminated and we yeah. did we ended up doing midnight shows for adults yeah but the same format like a kids show it was fucking hilarious it was just such a buzz it was unbelievable that's good just uh, having having a nearly 200 people adults in a room knowing mm. all the catchphrases we had and all the songs <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was it like? It like a panto or, or or a play or a, a, a show? No, like... it
1: wasn't a panto. It was a play. It was, it was a play. Uh, no, it wasn't a play. It wasn't, wasn't a play. A it was a show. Okay, yeah. It was a show. It was a guy coming out of Austin's show. He that Bonds the Dog on the keyboard. He was a <laughs> failed actor, and Jim the Elf, who's quite clearly not all there. You know, he actually thinks he's a real elf. And uh, and Uncle Mick was the the pissed up uh, guy who came on and got the kids to play some dangerous games with the parents so uh, yeah and there were songs dances and just sweets thrown at the kids and it just—it was just mayhem was just yeah. chaos
0: I wonder is, it, is there any uh, video clips on YouTube perhaps
1: uh, we did do a pilot for BBC 3 and they changed it completely they turned uh, it into a game show and it yeah. was a bit of a mess and they turned it into a game show for kids for families Okay. and they decided to show it at 3.30 in the morning when they heard it
0: <laughs> that's a that's a perfect time. That's that that's when that's when you come in with a few drinks on you, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> uh I don't think there is any uh footage unless somebody illegally filmed the show. There's yeah. no footage from the show, which is a bit of a yeah. shame. Yeah. Uh because yeah, 'cause that'd be nice to have some footage out there, because it was it was like, meant. I hate using the phrase mental because people <laughs> who say things are mental usually weren't, you know. Yeah. You, know, you must have met a guy who goes, I'm mental, me, and you think, you're, I, you're not.
0: No, I I, guy, I I guy I used to work uh with, on the ships. He's from Manchester, and he say mental because man- man- Manchester people say mental not. Well, in a mental yeah, way. we
1: yeah round right here we do. We mental. It's like just yeah. man, you know, it just it can it can mean a lot of things yeah. But you, but usually when you hear a bloke saying I'm mental, me yeah. you're not, you're not. No, uh, no, you know, because usually, usually say I'm a right laugh, me. I'm mental. You're not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're no, not. no way. Uh, Okay, so you won an award. That's that's amazing. Now you're also you're also voted by your peers best live stand up in 2013. How thirteen. How'd that feel? What what how did that come That down? was that was
1: brilliant. Yeah, that's that, that's the comics voting for the favorite comic. That's great. On, on the circuit. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, it was uh, very humbling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and to be recognised by your peers, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, it is. But they don't pay the fucking rent, so fuck them. You know. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd rather have had a cash <laughs> award. <laughs> <laughs> did did you get an award?
0: Did you get like a trophy? Yeah, a... I
1: got a trophy, yeah. Nice. Actually, yeah. A trophy and, Good stuff. Um, and then I made it so so it first of all got organized by John Maloney. So we made it a rule. I decided to make it a rule you could only win it once. So we no. do yeah. So yeah. it's a different winner every year, you know. Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh so that's 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 the reason behind it, which is so that's been what seven years now. That's been going on that award. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's good, and everybody it wins. Is. It deserves it, you know, and voted totally. for by your peers as well, which is which is good.
0: Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just yeah. want
1: to bring you back to a point. Go on. Uh, the the Adam and sure you were you were doing the flying for and the hustling for me, getting the audience in. Yeah, go yeah.
0: The reason yeah. It,
1: the reason it was called uh, Mick Ferry's Just a Bloke is yeah. from a, um, a review I had from the year before uh, from Steve Bennett who runs Chol. Uh, child yeah, book the yeah, yeah. UK the yeah, online yeah. site yeah, yeah. anybody reads that anymore and I was trying out new material at Leicester Comedy Festival so it wasn't anything great it, there was no structure to what I was doing Yeah, and he, he went into that he said there's no structure here there's nothing like trying uh, to and there's no art to the story all it is is a bloke all it, all Mick Ferry is is just a bloke being funny for an hour so I thought, okay, I'll just, I'll have that, <laughs> just, uh, just to blow. So you know, that's a, that's a crime in uh, festivals. Just being funny,
0: yeah. But like, I mean, I, I've 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 seen Steve uh, Steve Bennett stuff. Like he, like I guess, a critics performers? Is he a comedian?
1: I think he tried it in the past. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. so so basically, they're looking for like something that's you know they want something like that's different from maybe what they've seen before because they've seen it all. But if you're funny, you're funny. It doesn't matter. You're funny. If you can make people yeah. laugh, you're a comedian. That's your job. You're doing your yeah, job.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to have a message. I mean, you saw that that last show I did. I decided at the start of the show, I said, right, let's pick a theme and pick a message. Yeah. And I used to try and work them both into the show, you know. Yeah. I think I think the best of that I did was uh, was about uh, somebody pointing to the old um, air conditioning unit. So I made that the theme of the show, which I, I was look <laughs> Able to work a few routines in a row.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Improv. I like it. Very good. Yeah. Now, you've written for TV. So, like, you know, written for TV. I've seen written for John yeah. Bishop's uh, travel show, stuff like that. Now, now like, w- whenever you write something for a TV show, do you ever want to keep it for yourself or you just write it and forget about it as a troll What do you feel? Uh,
1: there is some stuff you write and you give them and you sort of, Begging and going, please don't use that. Yeah, and then when you find out they've not used it, you go, "Woo I can use that myself." I can take it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, you you will find that that'll happen. You know, you've got a job, you're writing for somebody, and then you'll yeah. be, you're in the middle of something, thinking, "Fuck, this is good." Uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, well, oh, you, you know, you've agreed to do it for them, and then you know, uh, you, and you, you write a lot of stuff, and there's and there's nothing more. I mean, I've, I've written for quite a few different tv shows and okay and, and, and comics mm-hmm. and there's nothing more pleasing when you hear a big chunk of what you've written being used as well mm-hmm. you think all right and, and when you hear you're getting laughs you go right yeah, yeah. So because it sort of validates yourself because sometimes you 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 wonder is it just the performance that's making me funny or is it the material and then when you find out you can actually write funny material and somebody else performing it makes it funny you go right it's the material you know it's not just me
0: yeah yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. No, no, I want to harp back to this saying you're like, you know, you said you're, uh, Steve Bennett said you're just a funny bloke. Look, you're a funny bloke, but you also got good material, you know, but he, obviously he can't see that because he sees a bloke on stage and goes, that's a bloke, he's funny, but you're funny. So I, I, if someone's funny, yeah. no, and I, no, I, I, yeah. I, I relate to the person, I, I find it funny. That's my personal we
1: we, we, we got a few uh, comics from the north of England. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get labelled Northern Club comedians. Right? Okay. It's an insult. Yeah, it's done as an insult, uh, and somebody did a bit of research onto it, uh, and short all the, uh, uh, the, you know, they're bad for it, but they're not only the only ones. There's a shitload of reviewers do it for other publications. Yeah, uh, they won't say they won't say a southern club comedian, they okay, won't say yeah. an Irish club comedian, yes. they'll say Irish comic. They won't say, mm-hmm. but they, it's sort of they use it as a way of like the warning people don't go on this. Nobody's nobody's like Bernard Manning from the North. It hasn't been since fucking Bernard Manning was around. You know, there's so many brilliant acts up here. Yeah. It's used as an insult. It's it's basically used as an insult and there's a and I also think with reviewers, I don't I didn't want to get onto this, but there's a definitely a class thing and uh, a lot of working class comics have felt the brunt of a middle class reviewer's review. So yeah. That's that's where I leave it. I'm not gonna name many names but yeah.
0: It's all good. Okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna finish up very shortly. Um so what what, what, do you, what does Mick do to unwind? What what do you do to relax when you're not working? Chill out. Like.
1: Uh, a bit of a dog walk, football. Uh, yeah. Pub quizzes. Do a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. You, you, many few mates do pub quizzes. We're pretty good. Yeah, we've got a good little team. Good stuff. So, yeah, I like a pub quiz. It yeah. doesn't Yeah.
0: Yeah, but like you need you need a balance. So, so Mick, what's what's your special subject?
1: Um, I would say, it's sport, films, music of certain eras, uh, weird, weirdly geography as well. Okay. Uh, something, something's must have stuck in there from when I was a kid at school. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of history. We we, we sort of the team we have is is anywhere between three to six of us who play regular on the team. Yeah. And we, we seem to all be uh, jack of all trades, master of none, really. Yeah. So we seem to fill in each other's uh, missing gaps yeah. when it comes to knowledge.
0: Yeah, when you have a poker, you need a, you need one person who knows one thing. Like you, you need everyone yeah. around us. You know, one person can't know. Yeah, everything, of course.
1: You know? No, no, they can't. Uh, if he you did, you'd be on the chase.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I've noticed. I I, I follow you on Twitter, um, and I'll, I'll I'll put your Twitter link and stuff up when I when I, when this goes. Goes live. Um, you've been doing this thing called two-minute chat show. I, I've enjoyed this. Now, where, where, where did Thank the you. idea come come up for a two-minute chat show?
1: Well, I don't know. Probably about a month into lockdown, we were, and uh, yeah. maybe that. And uh, I had the idea of doing like three-minute one, and so on. As my other half said, so make it two-minute. Yeah. It two minutes. It's it's based around a lot of things it's, uh, you, you can ask a few questions in two minutes get a few funny answers yeah. but it's an attention span thing as well and I think yeah. and, when I, and I didn't think about this at the time but thinking now it makes perfect sense two minutes is one stop on a bus so there's subtitles on it so you can be looking down mm-hmm. you can watch a thing for two yeah. minutes and not have to miss it you can, and not miss your stop you can get up and then you know so uh, yeah so that was it It was just, it's just a it, it was a bit of fun at first it was done for my own sanity yeah, uh, yeah, and and I enjoy doing it, and and, uh, and there's a, quite a bit of work goes into it because everybody goes, oh, it's ten minutes of output. Well, it's not well with a theme tune and that, but it's only ten minutes a week that you do. It. You go fuck off. I have to <laughs> tap people down. I yeah. have to write all the questions. We have yeah. to do the editing on it. You know, it's not. Mm. You know, no. each two minute bit probably takes about twenty five minutes in total to do. You know, yeah. so so at the end of the week, there's <laughs> of work. So we have when somebody goes, it's only ten minutes in total. You go fuck off. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's you're saying,
0: you ask random questions, or or do you want to get it? Is do you want to get a, like a certain
1: direction from each? Well, some comics I understand person. fully where they can go, and I will know, but they are random questions. They yeah, serious. It's, yeah, the worst thing you can be asked in any inter uh, in, any interview is, "What's your favorite color? What's your favorite team? Do you have a favorite film?" Or you go, "Fuck <laughs> off!" <are> boring questions. <laughs> yeah. You know. So we ask. So uh, so like yeah, uh, like we've done a few today. So. Uh one of them is Mike Wilman. I won't tell you what he said, but uh, yeah. one of these I said, right, you're one of the disciples. It's the last supper. You're giving a toast. What do you say? Why? You know. So that's yeah. the, you know, it's that kind of question. It's just just so you can have a bit of fun with it as well. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: That's cool. Now, yeah. now before I leave you, any any plans, any gigs coming up that you, you want to talk about or, or, or are you? Well, are we you don't got know what's first? happening, do we? I've got yeah. an outdoor
1: gig tomorrow. Nice, uh, which will be the thirty first of July, uh, an outdoor gig in church grounds. Oh, so, so I don't know who's put it on, and uh, and <laughs> I've just found out as well. I mean, I was raised a Catholic, and it's a it's a it's a C of E church, so he's already. I'll probably burn as soon as I step foot on, <laughs> <laughs> on, on the grounds. Um, so and the Frog and Bucket on Saturday doing an indoor show, but we reduced capacity, reduced audience show. That's so cool. hopefully we might start be. Working back to it, but I don't think we are. It looks like there's going to be second spikes and increases. And- Maybe.
0: Are, are you going to wear a mask uh, at your frog and bucket gig? Or I'll you- wear
1: a mask in and out, and if I'm around people, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm one of these that adhere to the rules. Nobody knows what the science is behind it, but I think, yeah. well, if, if it puts somebody else at ease or it can stop me catching it, or we, we don't know what the science is, I'll, I'll exactly. wear it. I, yeah. I don't think it's eroding my freedom or.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, know, no. I know i know i know nonsense yeah i know it's crazy it's crazy
1: i, I mean island look how i, I strict island was It was so strict on it we're but still yeah. strict
0: the, the pubs aren't yeah. even open yet mick are the pubs open in the in, in uk in the england yes now, they don't? are yeah since when well, the
1: social the social distancing that happened on the 4th of july
0: yeah We're our pub pubs aren't open till the 10th of august but it could change we don't know so we'll see
1: well, you seem to be doing it because you're not you're not getting many more recorded cases of it and deaths of it, are you? No. Similar to Scotland, Scotland's not yeah. a recorded death for about two weeks now or something. So
0: yeah, low figures. Yeah, it's good though. We yeah. we we we, we, we played ball. We've we've listened to the the guidance and we've been good. Yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: Well, have you have you had the um, the most silly thing that went round? It went round at the start of it when somebody you'll find it online. I don't know what social media platform it was. Uh, somebody was talking about New Zealand. And they said, mm. well, uh, uh, New Zealand, they you know—they they, nipped it in the bud. They've altered it. They, yeah. they just stopped it. It stopped in its tracks. <laughs> Some British guy replied and said, uh, you know, that's easy for New Zealand because they're an island. Right, okay, they're an island, right. So that's where they were able to shut. that. Yeah, so what the fuck do you think you're living on? Yeah. I thought we should have just done, done exactly the same fucking thing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous.
0: Yeah, New Zealand, their turnaround is crazy. They they have like live sports with full stadiums, like it's crazy. Oh no, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, well, and and also some of the uh, the Far East countries like South yeah. Korea and Vietnam because they've taken pandemics seriously in the past, like bird flu and SARS, because mm. from the, being in that area. Yeah, I, I, I think Vietnam's got a population ninety five million. I think they only had a handful of deaths. They've yeah, you know, they, they shut down properly and rapidly. Yeah, uh, close the airports.
0: Yeah, what the fuck crazy. Yeah, crazy. Never mind. Anyway, Mick, it's been awesome to talk to you. Nearly five years. It'll be five years next week since I've seen you. And uh, I you know i know okay I, I should come and see you in, in the frog and Booker or something like that. Get me tickets when this blows over. Who knows? But um. No, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, you're still... Yeah, you uh, too as, as well, mate. Uh, you're still as lovely as ever. And uh, uh, give oh, my best... Thanks very much, cheers. <laughs> give, give, my, give my best to everyone. And uh, this will be up very soon. Thanks, Mick. Cheers. Oh, okay. thanks very thanks. much. Cheers, Take man. it easy, man. See you. See you.
1: Bye-bye. See you.
0: Now, that was Mick Ferry. What a lovely man indeed. Now, if you did like what you heard, guys, today, you can hear more episodes. Just follow along on whatever podcast site or whatever platform you get your podcast on to like, share, and comment. And also remember, you're always welcome here on Heartlines. Take it easy.
1: Bye-bye.